dissolved the council permanently. Last remnants of the old republic have been swept away. What's up, you slimy pieces of wormwood and filth? You're listening to the Imperial Senate Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Ashby, and with me today are my co-hosts, Claire and Nikki. What's up, friendos? Ooh, friendos. (laughs) (laughs) Yay, you read my show notes perfectly. (laughs) I am pleased. That's how I'm doing. (laughs) So you're the one who called us all worm-ridden filth. I didn't call you worm-ridden filth. I called the audience worm-ridden filth. It's a very important distinction. You are friendos. Oh, nice. Yeah, we hate we hate them. Yeah. We love ourselves. Screw you guys. I'm just <laughs> kidding. Don't leave us. Please don't leave us. <laughs> yeah, please. We're, We're nothing we without you. you. That's right. We are. <laughs> so, how's it going? Everyone okay? Yeah. All is decent. <laughs> That's about as optimistic as I can be. <laughs> all is decent. <laughs> like, you know, we're all... We're not dead. We're all still going. Um, it could be worse. <laughs> yeah, it's a silly silly time of the year for for Star Wars fandom. I know that much. What, May? Yeah. It's <laughs> a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Claire? Anything cool happening? I wish. Uh, let's see here. I'm covered in mosquito bites from celebrating the Memorial Day holiday this past Yay. week, and um, we had uh, we were over at Steve's. <laughs> Yay for mosquitoes! <laughs> Yay! No, but the craziest thing about Memorial Day is here we had what was literally looked like a tornado. It had golf ball sized hail, sideways swirling winds. Like Steve's basement leaked, his screening, his like his doors were leaking. We were just like running around trying to mop up water and stuff, and it lasted like twenty minutes. And they like it literally poked holes in their siding, ripped shingles off their roof, and then it stopped. Hmm. And then it cleared up. And then we went outside <laughs> and celebrated Memorial Day and grilled, even though the wind was so strong it knocked their grill over and broke the side of it. But it still worked. <laughs> It's just ugly now. Fascinating. So that was fun. It was exciting. <laughs> Weather, man. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> it's just crazy. It was It was just really hot over here. It was just lovely. Not to brag. But I'll tell you I'm something bragging. exciting that happened. Go I on. bought some Star Wars Legos. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. It was a good day. What did you get? I got it. I recently came into some uh, personal wealth. <laughs> Yay. Th- thanks, to, <laughs> thanks to a small birthday. But Oh, double yay. I <gasps> walked out with a TIE fighter, an X-Wing, and a Slave 1. That is awesome. Ooh. And That's awesome. it's good shit. And it's still sitting in the bag because I'm terrified that I don't have anywhere to put all this stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. You probably don't. <laughs> no, I don't. But I got it anyway. Zuckus, baby. <laughs> Ooh, baby. It's the first time they've ever made Zuckus. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. That oh, was yeah. fun. That's about it, though. So, if, you guys, if anyone wants to build some Lego sets, I got a stack. 
That would be a fun video to do. You should do like a live video of you building Lego. My next vlog. Yeah, there you go. Why not? Next yeah. Patreon vlog. I might do one as well. Mm-hmm. We're just the, the Lego podcast now. <laughs> it's just the most boring thing is just us going. Where's this brick? It's Claire, totally good for fun. an audio format. All right, now I'm putting this piece <laughs> next to this piece. <laughs> there is like a whole like Lego community with like Lego memes and hashtag Lego leaks on Instagram is a fascinating world because they all just, hashtag Lego leaks. Yeah, they just get mad at each other because what happens are you know people will leak upcoming sets right and um. Then people will want to people want to see those sets ahead of time. And be like, oh, I'm excited about blah blah blah. And then what people will do is others will make their sort of like custom builds or like custom like mocks on like minifigs and stuff, and then tag it under hashtag Lego leaks. So then all the people who are like looking for leaks are now like shouting at the feed. They're like, stop putting your custom builds in our Lego leaks tag. <laughs> <laughs> So it just goes to show every every fandom has its fucking weird fights. <laughs> <laughs> so true. That's a two by two piece, not a three by three piece. You wank. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At, oh god! I mean, Claire, we had um, we did something this week, right? Yeah, we did. We uh. We had some had a jolly good time recording a video with the Blue Bantham Milk Company YouTube Ooh. channel, and uh, that will be coming out on their channel in the next few weeks. Um, it was really, really fun. And Clay, you had a short appearance on yeah, we had a show, right? Oh yeah, and then I was also on Beyond the Blastors and. We got to, well, Charlie and I got to briefly meet them and uh, take a selfie because he was harassing me. No, he wasn't actually harassing. He was joking with me online that, because I kept saying, I'm going to take photos with everybody. And then um, and he kept making fun of me. So, yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> there we go. That's a weird plug. That is a weird plug, but. It, it was a fun photo. It, it was David a great, is, is, I keep I, saying he, like everybody knows who he David from Beyond the Bloodstorms. <laughs> so, that was good fun. I watched the show and it was really great. It was really great. Um, it, was a bit, it was like a boring interview bit, but I just skipped that bit. But everything else was oh. awesome. You should check them out on YouTube. Oh, bo- Thanks, um, Charlie. What? You're so nice to me. What? Thanks. You know I'm always messing with you. Mm-hmm. Sure you are. Playing, yeah. It was kind of frustrating, like seeing your face all the time on my YouTube feed. <laughs> like, fuck off. Sorry. <laughs> it was it was it was a bit surreal. I was like, oh, cool, Claire. Like it's weird. Like even though we hung out so much at Celebration, it is kind of weird to see your voice come out of your face. Still to this, like both of you. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's right. I just, I imagine you with like an amorphous voice. That's you. We're just voices in each other's heads. Exactly. You're not actually real. <laughs> I ask myself I the same I played both question. me and Nikki. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. Why? What did you expect this to look like if you were to draw me? Um, I imagine you in a fedora <laughs> a with a long feather. Oh, yeah. God, I hate myself already. You kind of Go look on, like a golden retriever. Um, what? a dog. So a dog. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what does that, what does that mean? <laughs> I'm sorry, yellow lab, not golden retriever. You're very Mr. Peanut Butter in my brain. That's just what I picture. Mm, Mr. Peanut Butter in a funny hat. So. <laughs> <laughs> I want to live in Claire's head. So we're called. <laughs> it's just like everybody are it's just dogs dressed in hats. You know what? That's not far from the truth. I me. prefer them. <laughs> I want to be like the little. Uh, the pug in Men in Black. That's what I want to be like. Oh my head. God, Nikki, you would be the pug from Men in Black. Oh, that's the perfect dog <laughs> for you. I love it. But the new the the question now is, what hat will I wear? Oh man, oh, can it be a cowboy hat? Of course, you can have a cowboy yeah. hat, Nikki. Yeah, remember from, when this was a Star I'm Wars from podcast? Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that also a fedora? No. <laughs> Siri, what is the difference what, what between a fedora of? and a cowboy hat? Oh, fedora is the is the gangster one, right? Yeah. But okay. you get a long feather in your hat. Because why <laughs> fucking just because Charlie <laughs> stay out of my head. Stop trying to change my my head cannon. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> you need to write fanfic of Claire's imagination. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to petition to change Claire's <laughs> idea of me. You know what? That's probably very effective, and you should definitely do that. <laughs> it is all the rage nowadays. <laughs> Apparently. Um, speaking of what's all the rage nowadays... Uh, this week, uh, Vanity Fair released an article and a very, very cool photo spread that previewed the rise of Skywalker. And according to the show notes, it was juicy in capital letters. Mm. Um, juicy. Mm. We were waiting for this for a while. Yeah, juicy. Mm, yeah, we were. Squeezed it out. And we we drank it. Oh, oh. And we processed it. We got all the good bits out. Some of the bad bits we pooped out afterwards or weed out. Um, as is entertainment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, okay, full disclosure. That was not in the show notes. That was all Charlie. <laughs> Claire is lying. She's being modest. She wrote that and she's, she's drawn a little diagram as well. Which is pretty cute. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, so what did you guys think about all the Vanity Fair stuff? Like, those covers were pretty cool. Everything done with a camera by Annie Leibovitz is fucking amazing. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think that's that's the thing I focused on the most. I didn't get to read all the articles. Um, I just I just took in the visual. The visual. Let's be let's be honest. It was it was uh, pornography of a safe for work kind it was <laughs> like it made me it was moist yeah it made me moist it made me other things it made me excited um yeah everyone looks amazing 
even in the behind the scenes, Oscar Isaac with the sunglasses, like he oh. should not be allowed to do that. That is, that is just like it's too much. Um, but on the other hand, those sunglasses better be in the movie. Um, <laughs> either way, I know I know I'm gonna next celebration. I, we need to all cosplay as Vanity Fair behind the scenes Poe Dameron. So get that outfit together and then get your sunglasses ready because can I? That's the look, everybody. Yes. Can I be Vanity Fair Dad JJ? Oh, that's the look I want to rock. <laughs> yes. You can also be drug dealer JJ. <laughs> He's got yes. like, the hood up. <laughs> He's like, you want to buy some dust sticks, Annie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Storm's coming. <laughs> Do you reckon they said that? Because <laughs> they were apparently on that set. That's where they had all the storms in the... Uh, oh, yeah. I think it was in uh, Jordan, right? So do you think J.J. Abrams yeah. there's a storm coming, Annie? If somebody didn't say that <laughs> on <are> set, it's <laughs> a, <laughs> a missed opportunity. Oh, uh, man. I mean, R.I.P. I, I hope so. Um, yeah, I was kind of hoping one of you weren't going to do the costume like so you could help me with my costume which would be i need two people for it which is going to be the horse thing um the orback the orback is that what they're called i don't know you just said it so i'm gonna i'm gonna go with that. <laughs> i just made that word <laughs> up um no yeah i thought there was a name for it somewhere um i cannot be now i doubt i'm doubting myself but i'm sure a fine listener will will tell us um if we screwed that up but yeah i mean I'd be down to do that. I think, I think horse horse costumes are wildly underrated. The, now the question is: society. who is the head and who is the ass? Well, I think that's a clear answer, Claire. That you're the ass, yeah, really. Hmm. Yeah, cause you, what? Yeah. So you are you saying you'd be great as you? You want to be the front area then. I thought you and Nikki were the horse. So who's the who's like? I'm Dad JJ. <laughs> so what's so writing it? <laughs> so Nikki's giving the head, and I'm taking the back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there we go. Okay, cool. Um, well, obviously, a lot of people are going to go through the the Vanity Fair stuff, and obviously, we are recording this on the 29th of May, and. I'm sure everyone's gone through it and dissected every single piece of information, every single grain of sand. So we're going to rush through it and just talk about some of the key bits we liked and talked and you know just discuss all those bits really quickly because you don't want to hear the same sort of rubbish. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're going to be honest with you. Um, so the first thing we've got is a quote from Naomi Aki, um, which says, "There's this kind of spectacularness." And the supernatural move things with your mind and magic stuff. But then there's also this really grounded, rugged nature where everything is distressed and old and kind of worn out and lived in. And I think playing with those two ideas means that you can get this feeling that it could almost be real. Like you're in a galaxy far, far away. It could almost be the case that you could have this. Now, we know that JJ loves his practical effects. And he's, um, <laughs> real life sets. Um, what do you think about this quote? <laughs> I think it, it makes like, me excited. Yeah, I think it sort of captures the essence of what originally made Star Wars so 
so like uh, iconic, right? It's that, yeah. that feeling like where it feels real. And that's like, that's not I don't know why these like two things can't exist at the same time. Like like you can very much believe this and also love and appreciate all the um amazing visual effects that go on like through ILM. Like I don't think this is a like some people try to use this kind of argument as a um weapon against CGI, but I don't know why like both can't exist because again, like you you use the right thing for the job. Like if if it's better to do a practical thing, then do the practical thing. If it CGI is better, use the CGI. Like I don't know why the two would have to be like at war with each other. I think it's the way the article is written in terms of sort of like that same generic stance of oh the prequels are bad and they're doing this because mm-hmm. of like and I feel like the the marketing for episode seven was certainly obviously trying to bring back some people that might have been pushed away by the prequels and I don't agree with the I don't particularly like like that sort of way they targeted people by saying oh don't worry these effects are going to be good because they're practical blah 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 so I think it's a mixture of both that and also the context that this article was clearly a little bit towards the old you know stereotype of the old guard yeah, I think this or the stereotype that the prequels yeah. are bad non-stop the effects were bad but actually I, I, I don't think JJ means that I feel like he appreciates mm-hmm. the stuff that they had and I mean look at all the amazing visual effects of the last few films I mean it, it'd be ridiculous it'd be it'd be just ridiculous to throw that away and I don't think he does he is throwing that away it's just that they happen I think it I think it certainly does help the actors no matter how good certain parts of the prequels looked I'm pretty sure it would have been even 10 times better if there was some physical sets and stuff to interact with um right and you know this is what the actors are saying I, I, I doubt it's always just a publicity line given out by Disney I'm sure they've, they generally believe that as well what yeah you, absolutely I think yeah, I'm I'm with you guys cuz why would you not use the tools at your disposal? Why wouldn't you not use why would you not use all of the tools at your disposal cuz not everything's going to be perfect with just practical effects and not everything's going to be perfect with just CGI. Like in the article they were also talking about um that JJ had green screens literally in the desert on like in Jordan and I think it was Oscar Isaac who was being like, what are you doing, man? Like, it's a desert. Shoot the desert. He's like, oh, yeah, but there's some things that we can't that we can't do. And I want to have the actual sand and see how it interacts with the light and stuff like that. Like, that's so fascinating that you can like that you can be able to like marry those so perfectly. And I'm I I don't I think that all this prequel hate uh, as far as like just the CGI-ness of it. I mean, I get it. It went overboard, but now CGI is kind of like the easier option in a sense. It's it's less expensive to do CGI now than it was in 99 or 97. And um and it, I don't know. It's just why wouldn't you use all the tools at your disposal to make the perfect combination of things cuz now that we have those tools, some things will look better with CG and some things will look better without. I'm excited. I think they're going to I I think that the sequel trilogy has looked 
fabulous. And the other Disney Star Wars movies have just looked fabulous. So, mm-hmm. And it feels real, no matter what tools they use in any particular shot. It always feels real and lived in. Going back to what Naomi Aki was saying. Yeah. And I think another large part of that is the... Um the creatures department right like with the Ooh. animatronics and and whatnot the puppetry i think that amazing just the way that's all advanced as well is is just incredible and how they can also use cgi to supplement it you know um so then you get you get the best of everything and i think that's what i think that's what sort of like star wars filmmaking will definitely be in the future like you know moving forward i think i think that that old stereotype We'll continue it like it'll pop up every now and again, but I think it'll it'll just fade away in time. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Lev, we got issues with some of you. Some of your stuff we, here. I have issues with a lot of you, man. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna talk, Lev. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll tackle this issue here. <laughs> uh, another quote we got from the actor in the film was from Anthony Daniels, who talked about and sort of revealed one bit of dialogue, uh, dialogue from the film. See how I handled that perfectly. It's great. Um, dialogue. Um, so Anthony Daniels said, "My first line would not go in my head." He says, "In person." Oh, I'm reading that in. Wait. Hmm. <laughs> Let me start again. Anthony Daniels said. My first line will not go in my head. In person, Daniels is like a C-3PO whose preferences have been reset to charming and voluble. The line that I couldn't say was two words. Common emblem, common emblem, common emblem. I would say them thousands of times. My wife would say it back. I just couldn't say them. And see <laughs> Daniels. <laughs> you sound a lot better saying them now, I mean, Andy yeah, Daniels. I mean, yeah, what does that so mean? Bad. Common emblem. What could that possibly be referring to? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the rebellion. <laughs> could be. Could be. Yeah, who knows? No clue. Is that his first word or the first word? Of the I think it's just. I think it's just the first piece of dialogue. Oh, confirmed. First, like, yeah, rebellion. Yeah, okay. In terms of right. that's a line that we know he will say in the film potentially, as opposed to it just being like oh, common emblem. Hello, Ray. <laughs> you know, um. <laughs> he's looking at Ray's maybe, face. <laughs> common emblem. <laughs> maybe he somebody else recognizes the rebel symbol, and they're like, "Uh, whoa! I'm gonna call first orders, yo! They're gonna come and get you." them first orders and then he's like oh no it's a common emblem <laughs> this That's is my brother-in-law's shop there you go <laughs> <laughs> exactly rise of skywalker as written by the <laughs> <laughs> a movie none of us want to see <laughs> them's first orders are it's like it's like the, the crawl it's like them's first orders are arriving <laughs> common emblem <laughs> them's and them's is in the end <laughs> I'm I'm calling thems. That'd be beautiful. Right I'm now. calling uh, them. Daniels also says that Steve 3PO does something in the movie that surprises everybody, but he wouldn't say what. So, my question to you guys is, what 
is the thing that 3PO does that surprises everyone. Claire. Striptease. Striptease. Okay. We've already seen that in episode one. Ooh. Oh, that's true. That's Yikes. true. We did see his circuits. His parts gonna, were showing. I was going to say he fucks Claude. <laughs> Oh, we can only hope. (laughs) (laughs) They need need information. They need information. Claude's like, oh, it comes with a (laughs) price. And then is like, like, oh, goodness gracious. (laughs) Like that old old rap. Can we we do a blast point (laughs) crossover, please, guys? If you're listening, can we recreate that scene? (laughs) (laughs) We'll have Emily Lind write it. Do you reckon he... And 3PO has just got his expressionless face, but he's going to town. <laughs> to think, <laughs> the thing he tries not, oh he's dear. Trying not to finish, he's just thinking, common emblem, common emblem. <laughs> common emblem. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, that's why they call oh. me Goldenrod. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my. And then Claude is, Claude is satisfied, let's say that much. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Looks like you need an oil bath. Boom, oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> he just like slugs I all think over Claude's his body. Claude's gonna be the one getting the oil bath there. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> is is the under like belly of Claude moist? Is that how he gets around? Makes sense. He's got to be. I would say so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> That's so earnest. <laughs> Poor guy. I think <laughs> get around. <laughs> you like wheel him around on a dolly. <laughs> Can you imagine trying to get around on a beach or in the desert in a Ugh. like sticky sand? Ooh. Um. No. <laughs> I think. Um, Good chat. I think realistically, the free PO thing is probably him taking up weapons, like the bowcaster, which I think was in the leaked poster, which is seemingly. Right. Yeah. I think true based on what we've seen and everything. Um, so I think like that's oh, him yeah. firing a weapon like that. I don't think we've ever seen that before. So that would be cool. No. Not with his regular body, at least. Right. We got it in Attack of the Clones yeah, with his droid that, body. That was the droid programming. Die, Jedi scum. That was the droid programming, not free period, on his own volition. I hope he has like a chopper moment in that one episode where Chopper like dual wields the blasters and he's just like, Oh, it's fucking on. And he's like ready to like <laughs> What if he what if he's just voiced by Al Pacino for like thirty minutes? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> one thing actually yes. I think it was in these, these articles that really made me happy <laughs> was um what's it uh, it was like people were saying like he like Anthony Daniels was around. I mean he's got nothing else to do. <laughs> like like mean meaning that three PO was. Like he wasn't there just hanging around. Like as three PO, he was involved with the core team a lot. Mm. And I think that's I think that's one of the like solid complaints of the sequel trilogy is just the the lack of three PO and R2D2. Like they're very, very much peripheral. I think three PO um, is less so And it's though. nice it's nice that he gets I think he had a. I think he had so a you think three PO last Jedi, and even Episode Seven to be honest, because I was watching it again the other day. 
I think R2 is the one who and, and I'm worried about the most because he seemingly he isn't doing much again in this film. I think with episode 8 we had a lot of like preview like books and stuff that had him on the cover so I was like wasn't as worried but with this it just seems like he's been pushed away again. Well, with 3 I always feel a bit comfortable because I know we'll get like a decent amount of him in but you are right Nicky I feel like there's going to be an extra focus on him this time and that's being uh, Rambo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I feel like R2 in um, 9 will I think he's going to be doing something special if he's not part of the like the team because then they sort of tease that there's like like Leia has something going on is this tease somewhere or is this a rumor I don't know um, but like I feel like there's there's like the core group and then there's like there's something else on the side going on and that's where R2 is oh maybe I didn't I didn't know about that but um it makes sense, obviously, if if Luke's gone, it feels it makes most sense to me. I've always had the opinion that R two and three PO are just protecting that family, and for me personally, I think I mentioned this on mm-hmm. the Blue Banther Milk video. But for me personally, three PO is a Skywalker, so it only makes sense for him to have a big role in this film because I don't think that Skywalker just happens to be about the bloodline. I think it's about this family and I feel like there's a but there's a distinct like he's one of the family because Anakin built him he lived with Shmi for that for those years and stuff and I think it'd be awesome to see him you know get involved in stuff yeah that's the rise is his fuck yeah <laughs> like he, he <laughs> this is this is the 3PO movie he bumps his head and for. remembers everything <laughs> and then he just goes fucking mental and just, you know, Anakin to him with a shit, and he's, like, torturing people, and, you know, I'm joking. Um. <laughs> and then it yeah. gets dark. And, and then he fucks Claude. <laughs> and then Jon Snow stabs oh. him at the end. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, Jon Snow pets him. You're a good <laughs> droid! He stabs... He stabs 3PO and then pets R2. <laughs> R2 burns the Iron Throne with some, by squirting oil on it and then flying away with jetpacks. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh yeah, stupid little astromech. It. It's like the Iron Throne is made up of the parts of super battle droids. <laughs> and, <it's just> like, <laughs> and the battle droid just sits in there. Yeah. Be... How how have we not been hired? We've already we've pitched so many ideas in just this short episode so far. We can be called How are we not writing write things? Be Benioff and not wise. So this this is the section that really affected me. This was actually a whole article by itself, um which is about Carrie Fisher. And her role in the film, and the way her role connects with uh, Lieutenant Connix. Um, so it says that Fisher's daughter, Billy Lord, appears in the movies as a resistance officer named Lieutenant Connix. And at first, Abrams deliberately wrote her out of the scenes in case it was too painful. But Lord said no, she wanted to be in them. And J.J. Abrams says, And so there are moments where they're talking, there are moments where they're touching. 
There are moments in the movie where Carrie's there, and I really do feel there is an element of the uncanny spiritual, you know, classic Carrie, that it would have happened in this way because somehow it worked, and I never thought it would. And I feel like he's so spot on in that sort of idea that there's something so fundamentally beautiful and crazy and strange, and that's the idea that, like, Carrie couldn't just not be in this film. This film was supposed to be about Leia. This film was Leia's film. And I love this idea that, like, even dying wouldn't be enough to stop Carrie from being in this film. <laughs> like, like, she's in, she, her spirit <laughs> made it in there. And the way that um, Billy Lords has been talking about it and all J.J. Abrams and the cast, it just really feels like, even though there's a sadness about it, there's also this pure joy and something so very carry about it. I don't know if you ever watched the documentary Bright Lights. Did you guys watch that? Oh, the HBO? Was that the HBO yeah. one? And she had a really, obviously, she had a really funny sense of, like, macabre sense of humour and I think that that's why she got along with loads of British people because we always have that macabre sense of humour and she like collecting weird stuff. This is seems this feels so carried the idea that she would just appear in the film despite not being here anymore. Yeah. Yeah. What did you guys think about uh Billy being in the scenes of her mum? I um so you know, me, the emotional sad sack I am. This part actually did make me cry because there was another quote. I don't remember if it was Billy Lord quoted at some other point, and she was talking about, or I think it was JJ. Yeah, was talking about how how emotional it was for her to shoot those scenes, and there were times when she would have to stop and whatever. And JJ would ask her if she wanted to do this, and even though she was trying not to break down recording these scenes with her mom. That she wanted, she was like, no, I want this for my kids one day, and I want this for for me, and oh, my heart just goes out to her. I can't imagine how difficult that must have been for her to film, but also how beautiful and heartwarming and emotional it's going to be for us watching it, but especially for her and her brother to watch them interact one last time oh god it's going it's gonna be rough i'm getting emotional just like thinking about it just sitting in that theater and watching those those scenes it's gonna be a lot (laughs) i still can't believe it's real like i know (laughs) it's it's so it's like i just i have to see it to like fully understand it i i just i can't it's it's insane how they've made this work and um I guess yeah. Well, until until we see it on the screen, we'll we'll just have to like wait and see like what it is. Like I can't. It's like it's hard to imagine how like how significant the that role will be. Like you would just imagine, oh, if they had some like scraps of footage, they were able to like work some stuff in. But like it, it feels like she's going to be like a genuine presence in the movie, and not just you know like you know, little bits and pieces to, to, um, make like, make it all like feel like it makes sense. Um, so yeah, it's, it's bizarre. Like it's not, it's bizarre in like the best way (laughs) because it just, it's so weird to think about how they've made it work. 
Um, so I, I just can't wait to see it. That's all. That's all it comes down to. Yeah, me too. I'm, you know me. I'm an emotional wreck, and I love Carrie Fisher and I love Leia. And I'm sure. I mean, just even hearing her, the tr- like the trailer use her theme, had me going. Just seeing oh. a snippet of her had me going. Like Claire, you were there. That's when I started crying. So I'm definitely going to be a wreck <laughs> uh, when I see that scene. And I'm just so excited to see where her story goes, personally. Um, Claire's written, I don't appreciate the shade you for celebration. Uh, to Lev Grossman, who wrote the article, and it's true. There's a section where it says it was, and he's talking about episode 9 in the trailer. Uh, it was powerful enough to bring 65,000 people to Chicago in April for Star Wars Celebration. A fan convention where you could go see a giant stormtrooper head made out of 36,440,000 tiny Lego stormtrooper minifigures, which is a real, which is a world record of some kind. Though I'm not exact, though I'm not sure exactly what. Wait, that's that's a dumb thing to say. Yeah, it's. He just sounds literally... like a fucking moron. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, like it gets worse. <laughs> It I gets worse. It certainly it's does. Not even like pompous. It's, it's stupid. It's yeah. It, also, like yeah. So you knew exactly how many Lego Stormtrooper minifigures are on there. Okay, you know how you did that. You looked at the plaque. You know what else is on the plaque? Exactly which Guinness World Record they broke. <laughs> so if you're not sure, it's because you're being an asshole. Also, that's if what. they're saying that it's made out of six four. Uh, 440 uh, Lego Stormtroopers and it also won a Guinness World uh, a Guinness World Re- I can't even talk today Guinness Book of World Records uh, you know certificate for me personally that would jump out as oh that's probably why so the <laughs> idea of like noting yeah. it it's, it's like it's trying to be a little bit comedic and it doesn't it, they're being a snarky it dick. Work. It doesn't even work at being snarky. It just looks stupid. Uh, sorry, let me continue. Uh, where people were dressed up as the Muppets who were dressed as themselves as Star Wars characters. I mean, yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, and it was fun. The main event was the launch of the trailer for The Rise of Skywalker, which was held in the 10,000-seat arena and was such a big deal that even though the trailer was going to be released on the internet literally seconds after it was over... I, and at least theoretically respectable member of the media, was not only tagged, wristbanded, <laughs> escorted, and metal detected, but sniffed by a canine unit before I could go in. You're not special, Lev. It Also, Lev, here's the thing. You explained exactly why that happened to you. Because you were in a location with 10,000 people in the United States. A large group of people can also be a hotbed for dangerous things to happen. And you do you want to go into something like that without any sort of security? All right. Especially if you're hating on Star Wars like you are now, Lev. We'd be <laughs> coming for you with our lightsabers, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm, what are you doing, Lev? It seems, yeah. Get over yourself. It right. seems a little bit different. Like I, I, can un- I can appreciate the... I can appreciate he's not a fan of Star Wars and he's had to go to this convention that he's not a big fan of and he might be a bit apprehensive or like, be like, well, it's coming out on the internet, so what's the point? But at the same time, it's like, but they like the film. 
it's a convention, so there's going to be right. security anyway. Also, this event, right. this arena, this area has like, I mean, stars <laughs> are in this place, so of course there's going to be like a right. significant amount of, um, of you know, like security. It just makes sense. I, it's a weird thing to put in the thing. I, to be honest, I just it's like did Vanity Fair not have somebody who could like enthusiastically write about all this? <laughs> like, <laughs> is that to. the? I mean, because I mean, you get people like you know Anthony Bresnikan who's like, he's like I fought for Star Wars. <laughs> for, I like I got Star Wars on Entertainment Weekly because like I wanted to. Um, yeah, I appreciate. And then yeah. this guy just kind of seems like mm, uh, I had to show up and like do this shit. <laughs> but, uh. I- I'm sorry we inconvenienced you. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate. I mean, he's not being hired by Disney. Like, so he doesn't have to necessarily like he doesn't have to necessarily make a positive piece about it. But at the same time, it's the cover piece. You're doing the film. They've given you the opportunity to you know promote the film a little bit. I'm not saying like like this is a huge film, and you know the majority of people who are going to be buying this magazine and keeping your ass in business, Star Wars fans, man. Why are you trying to hate on the Star Wars fans who are going to be the ones buying your 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 cover issue? You know, and this this is a significant piece of coverage. Like the the Vanity Fair Star Wars release is like a big deal. It's always like the first sort of major print publication right yeah so i mean it's like it's low hitting it's like yeah like this is it's low hitting journalism at best i can only just my major thought personally was that it's probably just to hit a word count (laughs) but quite frankly it's something i would do where it's like oh fuck because i can imagine if you can't talk about certain things especially with the film I'm sure there was like a specific word count, you'd, but you have to like, you know, put anything in there because it, it's such a specific, weird like, phrasing. It just, it to me, it just feels like he's bumping up the word count, especially like sixty-five thousand, thirty-six, four hundred, like you know, like ten thousand seat. It, I feel like it's just a bit of a word bumper. Not that I'm excusing that, because quite frankly, it's a bit dull to read. Um, but I can also see I'm trying. I'm trying to be nuanced as possible, and but at the same time, it is a kind of bit like, well, make it a bit more interesting, because it's clear why. Yeah, it's clear why they've they've done that. Um, but like. I feel like when somebody's really, really enthusiastic about something and is like super excited and you can see it like seeps through their writing, I enjoy reading that more. But that's my mm. own personal take on it. I don't know if he did the Force Awakens one, but I remember buying the Force Awakens Vanity Fair and like reading the whole thing and being like, oh, that was actually like pretty well written and like enthusiastically written. And, um, I it could I don't know who wrote that. It might have been him. Maybe, maybe he got jaded over the years. Um, maybe he hated the Last Jedi. <laughs> maybe yeah. Um, but yeah, no. It's just like yeah, it just reads poorly. It's like you have these amazing photos, and then like this guy like trying to dunk on celebration like for no reason. Um, it's weird. It's it's an attitude thing. I don't. That's 
that's all I can. That's all it feels like to me. Apparently, he wrote a piece for Time Magazine for the Force Awakens. So I don't know if it's this. So I don't know if he was working for a different publication at the time. Hmm. Um. But yeah, I mean. Yeah, I don't want to be too harsh on the guy because it, this it's not worth getting angry over, to be honest. But I see. I see <laughs> Shut up, Lev. God damn it, Lev! <laughs> I, I I just feel like yeah, especially watching the video, like I can see like certain pomposity in the writing, and it's just a bit, it's just dull, if anything. Um, but at the same time, he seems to be. A, I feel like there's only so much you can say about the film, um, without repeating yourself. Which, if you look at without, some of the articles, yeah. they kind of do repeat themselves quite a little bit. The only major information I think we get is that. Um, Kerry Russell's character is called Zori Bliss, which is a fun, cool mm-hmm. name. We get a good sort of look at that, and obviously confirmation that she's playing that sort of, you know, bounty hunter esque character. We know that the um, Knights of Ren are back. We saw a really cool picture of that. Um, and I feel like the major, major thing for me was the reveal of Ridley Grant as Allegiant General Pride. Which is a really cool name. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's wild. <laughs> I mean, I want to know. it wasn't really a big shock that he's playing a, a white British man is playing a, like a space fascist. <laughs> but um, uh, Charlie, that's profiling, and I don't appreciate it. Stop ruining my chances. <laughs> um. But yeah, what did you? What was your favorite? If we condense it, what was your favorite? What was your favorite photo, and why? Ew. <laughs> <laughs> you're you you're making pick? me pick my favorite photo. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I am. Picking my favorite child. Uh ser- This is serious journalism. Do you know that there was over thirty-four thousand Lego stormtroopers at celebration? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think okay. I'll I'll give Claire some time, and I'll say my favorite photo is the um, Poe, BB-8, Chewie, and Lando in the Falcon cockpit. Um, oh! But I think the best photo is Finn and Janna on the the horses, the the orbacks. <laughs> I think that was the best one. Yeah, I was gonna say probably. Finn and Janna on those Zorbacks as well, but also honorable mention to uh, the Ray and Kylo fighting on, uh, well, a, a, a location that seems to spark much debate <laughs> amongst people. It's wet. Whether it's, it's moist. It's so moist. I mean, yeah, definitely. They're definitely um, moisting it up there. Mm. <laughs> that one's actually my phone background. I don't know why I didn't say that one. <laughs> but <laughs> I think it's just the power of Oscar Isaac, I think. It compels me. True. The power of Oscar compels the. How about you, I mean, Charlie? Do you walk out with a favorite? Hmm. Favorite image. Favorite image. Uh, yeah, like you said, it's, it's kind of hard to pick which one's your favorite because they're all pretty awesome. Um. And they've all got a little. They've all got a story, which is kind of cool as well. Like to look at them. Um, 
my favorite image there. I was tempted to say the C three PO umbrella one just because it's C three PO an umbrella, um, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, my favorite image has to be the Luke Skywalker one because it's cool. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I don't give a mm-hmm. shit wild. about anyone's opinion on Luke Skywalker. I fucking love his. He's my still my favorite character. Favorite. I love the treatment his character arc, and just you know to see him as a ghost chilling out with R two is just awesome. I also really deeply relate and appreciate R2-D2's um, even though I'm not happy with a lot of the sequel trilogy like treatment of that character I do kind of relate to him at the same time which I also am tired all the time and if I woke up after like a really long nap I would insult the first person I speak to which is, <laughs> is what he does in episode 7 he automatically is rude to Freepio then he he basically emotionally attacks Luke <laughs> and then he's just hanging out <laughs> hanging out of a dead guy. <laughs> and a pork sitting on his head in <laughs> the end of Last Jedi. Yeah. He's like, fuck this, I'm out. Hang out Probably shit friend. all over him. <laughs> oh god. But yeah, no, that's my favorite picture. I just think it's really awesome. I think it it gives you more questions than it does answer them, which is what I want in the picture. As mm-hmm. opposed to just, you know, like, oh, this is what... Blah, blah, blah. I like that it sort of makes you query it. There's also the idea that, that Arthur's now a ghost droid, which is fucking ridiculous, but still Ooh. funny. Yeah. I think um, another cool piece of uh, info we got was the, the planet named Kijimi. This was connected with the the Zori Bliss um, informa- information. And uh, it's like the a snowy planet, and they have it's like home to thieves' quarter, which I think is the. If there's any like guessing to be done with the trailer? It's it's sort of that early shot, sort of post like the sh- the next shot after she flips over the tie, um, and you, you sort of see that, live, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you see that ship come in on that snowy planet. I think that's uh, Kijimi. Which is a fun little nugget of information. And we also, I think they also confirmed that this is a different desert planet, which I find hilarious. Oh, that's right. It has a name, right? It does. It began with like Pasan or something. It began with Pasana. Pasana. Pasadena. Pasadena. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and then. Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, I, I just I was just laughing at the idea that it's just random <laughs> Earth plate names. <laughs> this plant called Jordan. <laughs> They're at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's all we got for sort of for the Vanity Fair coverage because we could be here all day talking about it. Um, and the prospects of a radio discussion just. You know, I'm tired of people just mocking people for liking something. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Don't hate haters. Yeah, you move you, along. You, move along. Mm, mm. Wait, what? Like, move along. That's that's all you got to do. Oh. If I thought, you, I thought you said ooze on Vong. I was like, how dare you? Oh no. <laughs> 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 but they're coming. <laughs> 
I was like, never mind, y'all can hate on him. (laughs) Speaking of shit that wasn't canon anymore, uh, this is apparently going to be a KOTOR movie. (laughs) Word on the street. This is broken by BuzzFeed News, I believe. Yeah, BuzzFeed News, which, you know, everyone was like, oh, this isn't real because it's BuzzFeed. But at the same time, I don't know. It seems likely. Uh, the same outlet that, that par- broke the uh, the P-tape story, I believe, for Donald Trump. Yeah, I feel like, apparently, according to the BuzzFeed News, the film takes place in the Old Republic, where Revan, she was caught peeing. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Delicious. By Darth, Darth Malik. They caught, <laughs> they caught Bastila peeing on Revan. Hmm. <laughs> 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 Yay! That's a story. <laughs> She's got a... golden lightsabers and golden showers. Hey! Oh, hey. You're in. <laughs> <laughs> moist. That that would be moist. Oh. We hashtag Bastila Stan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I guess first of all, the first question is: um, Did any of you guys play Kotor? Because I've not. No. <gasps> Wait, really? None of us have played Knights of the Old Republic? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be criticized because it's like, well, you, how would you know if you don't like it if you haven't played it? I'm like, I don't know. It just seems like a drag. Yeah, I read all of those Old Republic EU novels that were the spinoff of Knights of the Old Republic. Mm-hmm. So I know where it ends up. And... uh I I have certain people in my life who are very enthusiastic, so I I hear a lot from them. Also, I've started playing the game three different times, and then life came up, and then I stopped mm-hmm. playing. And then you reach a point where you're like, ah, oh, crap! I don't remember how to do anything anymore. I just got to start over. So I've done that three times, but eventually I'll play Kotor one day. I'm determined to do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I've only ever heard it's a great game. It's just for me, it's it's. The type of game that is not easy for me to get into. And Same. Especially, I'm also really, like, full respect to retro gamers. Like, it's something I just can't do. Like, I struggle with old games. It's like, just make it. If they made a KOTOR 3 and it was new and beautiful, <laughs> like, I would play it. <laughs> but, like, going back, I'm just like, uh, my eyes hurt. Um, so, so, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things I've just never been able to get into. Um but I'm, I'm, like, I like the story potential. Like I, like I just recently bought the Revan novel just because I was like curious um, about that story because it seems to be a character that a lot of people have affection for. So like I'm, I'm down to like experience the story. But I think when it comes down to it, it's like I don't want, I don't want a movie of something that's already been done. Like if you're going to yes. go old republic, like go like do something totally new. So, I don't really understand the the drive for a specifically Kotor movie. Um at least not anything that adapts the storyline of the of the video game. Like that to me that's not appealing, but like again, I'll still be in I'll still be there opening night, I guess, <laughs> if it <laughs> happens. <laughs> um but yeah, I think that's that's the weirdest thing to me about this. Yeah, and and on the flip, on another argument against adapting it directly is, um, you know how many 
people who hate Disney Star Wars and love the EU who are going to sit there going, oh, why couldn't we turn the EU books into movies? Oh, wait, because they're already done. We want new stories. They're going to pull that. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's just not, it's just, it's not a good idea. And, and one of the best things about, like, new Star Wars movies is, for me, is the surprise of yeah. sitting here and speculating for so long and then not knowing what's going to happen when you finally actually sit your butt in the seat and just being wowed. And if I know what's going to happen, if I know how the story's going to end up, I might not like it as much. Although Rogue One, we all know that we all know what happens there when we were walking into the movie, but not the way it happened exactly. Um, I think that it could be a good idea. There's so many great characters from the old Republic era and from KOTOR that I think that you could take some of those characters and give them cameo roles or write a new story about them and it could be fascinating. But if it's all exactly the same, yeah, I just don't think that that's... I don't think that's the best idea. Yeah. Well, I I think before we... I've got one thing to say is that um, even though we haven't... We don't know much about KOTOR in terms of where I played the game. Our good friend Alex Kane wrote a really great book called Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. You can find it on oh, Amazon. Oh, he's so good. And it's like, I haven't read it yet, but it's just amazing. He talked to me about like how he's gone through it. And he's had loads of like people behind the scenes who worked on the game talk about how the game was made. And I just think it's awesome. Um and also the the idea about the actual film itself being written by a woman. Yeah, baby. Uh, what was so apparently it's being written by and I I do apologize before if I butcher your name uh, later Caligridis. That's pr- uh, that's I can roll with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do apologize. Honestly, I'm terrible with names. Um, but also, yeah, I mean, awesome. I really hope that it's true because there's so many talented uh, female writers out there and it's ridiculous that we're just catching up now. Um, and especially in the era of... <laughs> in the more recent era of Game of Thrones critique culture <laughs> where maybe women don't have as much of a say in the writer's room and in that sense a lot of women felt left behind. It's super, super important to continue to have unique and diverse perspectives writing your stories because they will be more interesting and appeal to a wider variety of people if you keep if you collaborate with people from different backgrounds it's that simple it's mm-hmm. going to be a freaking awesome absolutely and regardless of what your opinions were on season eight of game of friends i think they just announced that 20 percent of lines were spoken by women <laughs> which is just when you have ridiculous, when you have characters like Daenerys Targaryen, Cersei Lannister, Sansa Stark, and Arya Stark being like major characters, and they only get twenty percent of the, okay. And it's it's Leave even whole, it's even worse because the the dialogue just in general like tanked. The amount of yeah. dialogue just in general like went way down in the. Um, in these like final seasons, so it's like, what are th- what are people actually saying anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like the Jon Snow like joke, right? Like he says three things in like the past. You are my queen. Yeah, like he has n- he has nothing queen. to say I except that much. Me. So it yeah, it's I don't ridiculous. Wanna, 
I don't want it, Nikki. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> Sansa will bend the knee. I hey, don't uh, want it. It's uh, a direct adaptation of Knights of the Old Republic. I don't want it. I don't want it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think if you look at her like filmography, she's got some pretty um, like familiar uh, credits to her name. I think you can... You can look at a few of them and, and debate the quality, but uh, one being Terminator Genesis. Um, I don't believe that was well received. But Are you I hating think, on my favorite movie of all time, Nikki? Okay. I think so. I think it must be. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's fascinating. And um, I think, yeah, there's, there's a lot of talk about whether it's like bullshit or not. That this is like, is this real? Is this like actual? And um, I will say one thing here. And that is when you look up Leda Caligridis and you see her um, educational background <laughs> and her, let's see, she went to the University of Texas at Austin oh. and then she did a MFA program at the UCLA School of Theater, Film and Television. And I'll just say... Uh, Someone here speaking right now <laughs> um, also went to the University of Texas at Austin and is currently enrolled in a program with the UCLA School of Theater, Film, and Television. And when you're in that like scenario, like things become like you know you guys know the game Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> yes. Like things sort of start to become like that when you're like in that circle. And um, based on some degrees of separation, I, f I, I feel pretty confident in saying this is not bullshit. And like this, this is actually happening. Ooh, sizzle from Mickey. Right. That's a scoop. A scoop. A Mickey Kumar scoop. Um, so I think, uh, again, it's, it's another thing I think people should remember that just because a script is being written or developed, um, that does not mean it's happening. Uh, as as we know with the um, that fabled Star Wars Underworld show, where I think Ronald Moore was like, "We have like hundreds of episodes <laughs> of scripts like sitting on a shelf." Um, so like it's it's promising that you know a, a script is happening, but it's still it's still early days, and it's going to be. They're going to assess that script. They're going to say, they're going to think about what they can get out of pursuing this kind of story. So, I mean, this thing could get written and the movie could never happen. That's just, that's the nature of the business. So it'll be, it'll probably be a little while before we, we know anything for real um, about what this exactly is. But it's interesting nonetheless. Oh, true. Okay, I think that's all we've got time for this week. What a great way to end off with a bit of a scoop there by Nikki. But before we go, what made us moist this week? I'm going to jump ahead and just give you my one quickly, which was obviously. I think it's pretty clear what made me moist this week, and that was. Is anyone listening? Yeah. I'm listening. Pray do tell. Pray do tell. 
it was a build up from the re- yeah it was the photos they were cool I liked the photos what about you guys well I had a really fun moment on Memorial Day um I had a little emotional moment because uh we were trying to watch the Chicago White Sox game but of course as it was very stormy in the Chicago area the game was on a weather delay so uh and TBS had the Star Wars movies on um, a marathon, which was awesome. And I was like, okay, it's a rain delay. It's a rain delay. Let's put on the Star Wars. Let's put it on. And this is like in the middle of a party, mind you. And um, and so we ended up flipping over to the Empire Strikes Back. And um, my friend Steven's niece, um, who must be like four or five years old and has never seen a Star Wars, stopped playing and stared her cute little eyes up at the screen and was like transfixed <laughs> at the Empire Strikes Back for the longest time. And I was just, I wasn't even watching the movie. I was just like, oh, you're going to be like me one day, little one. <laughs> and so it so, begins. <laughs> it was awesome. And so that like made my week. It was so darling. That's a great story. It's, mine's going to sound like so dumb now compared to that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I was equally transfixed, uh, on a screen when I don't know who made the video, but I saw it through the, uh, the good folks at Fanta Tracks, um, that, uh, somebody sort of showed off the, like, epic lightsabers you can build at Galaxy's Ooh, Edge. Oh, they're so cool. And yeah, he's like explaining all, like, the, the process, you like pick, like, a, um, a path, I guess. I don't. I don't remember exactly the term, but yeah, you sort of like pick like a an archetype of of character or whatever, and then you sort of get the pieces um, for the saber in like a, a tray or whatever, and then you can put it together, and y- you can like trade out the colors of the kyber crystals. Because like this was my biggest issue. I was like, oh my god, what what color would I pick even? Um, so now it's like you don't really have to choose. You can just like buy a few of the crystals as you want, and um, and just go to town. You can make it make the hilt and everything, and it hooks up with one of like the the LED kind of blades, like like the Black Series sabers that exist now. I think, um, and that was epic. And I was just like, I need to get there and make this myself because I'm too damn moist right now. And it was epic, and it's gonna be worth every single dollar that I don't have right now. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I need a. I need And Claire, they have those little Kowakians, as I'm sure oh, you've seen. I know. I keep seeing them everywhere, and I need one. So if okay, seriously though, if anybody is going to Galaxy's Edge, and would be able to pick me up a salacious crumb, I will. I will. I will take it, and I will pay you for the lizard and the shipping. I just need a crumb. <laughs> I need him. So, so SOS. If you're going, let me know. I, I, I want one so bad. And silence on the other end. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think. Oh, I, I was just waiting. For, yeah, I was just, I, I started crying over that heartfelt plea. <laughs> Thank um, you. I think, Claire, there's a great point you made about Salacious Crumb because... We have a brand new piece of merchandise. Oh, you 
on our tea public store. Yes. Designed by our good friend. The amazing. The amazing Chris Hall. Yes. He's the best. Chris Hall also like who better to trust with artwork for your salacious crumb t-shirt than a man who has salacious crumb tattooed on his freaking forearm. He is such a phenomenal, just he's a phenomenal artist. I have two, no, I have three pieces of his artwork on my desk and he is just the, the bomb and these shirts are fantastic and I've already purchased two for myself. So get ready. Get it. Oh, you know I will. <laughs> A wooga. <laughs> uh, Claire, can you tell us where that... Uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Claire, can you tell us where people can find the podcast? Yes, since clearly you are not capable of doing that. <laughs> Wiped out. <laughs> you can find the podcast on Twitter at Imp Senate Pod. You can find it on Instagram at Imperial Senate Pod. You can like us on Facebook for show updates and other cool stuff like that. Uh, and if you feel like sending in a question or voicemail, you can send it into Imperial Senate Podcast at gmail.com. As we mentioned, you can get some sweet, salacious swag from tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash the Imperial Senate Podcast. Become a patron on our Patreon page because that would be super cool and it helps us keep the pod afloat and do other fun stuff like get new artwork and make new swag and, and oh, all yeah. sorts of shenanigans that you will enjoy. Um, and uh, you can check out our pinned tweet on Twitter for the giveaway for the Lego Battle of Hoth set. And the winner will be announced during our 50th episode. Go, go do that. Since this is your your creation, Sir Nikki, will you tell people exactly how they might be able to win said Lego Battle of Hoth set? Oh, absolutely, guys. Yeah, so if you just head on to our Twitter, you have to follow us. And um, basically, all you got to do is quote tweet our pin tweet which is of the lego set and the giveaway um and all you have to do is talk about why you love our show and why others should listen to it and uh it's stupid easy everyone should do it come on it's a free lego set and it's a it's a very cool little micro battle of hoth um so definitely do that and yeah our winner will be announced on our 50th episode and this if you're listening to this one right now this is episode 48 so you still got time. Um, so definitely get in on that. And and yeah, hopefully it will be you who wins it. Yay! Yeah, buddy. Yes. Oh, and uh, also if you play Star Wars Battlefront 2 on PlayStation Network, join our community group because we promise we will have a play session in the near future. And uh, where can we keep up with the rest of you hooligans on the internets? Ooh. Well, you can find. Oh, uh, well, you... <laughs> Jesus. You go first. We should yeah. all say them you at the same this. time. <laughs> should we do it? Should we all say it at the same time? <laughs> we could. I mean. No, uh, you, you can find me on Twitter at CMWASHPY. Presumably, not like now when we're recording and in UK time where I'm not ex- like overwhelmingly tired. Um, <laughs> and p- probably a bit more energetic. Um, and you can also find me on Instagram at Charlie M W A S H P Y. 
and you can follow my website which is www.charlie-ashby.co.uk hi me <laughs> and uh, you can follow me on twitter at naquishus n-a-q-u-i-c-i-o-u-s and also on instagram at nictifer n-i-c-t-o p-h-e-r lovely and you can find me on twitter and instagram at cstribs to see photos of my dog and other shenanigans. Yay! Yay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's all we got time for today. There we go. So thank you guys. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to yet another episode of the Imperial Senate Podcast. And remember, the Force will be with you always. Bye. Goodbye, everyone. Ben, cut cut that out because Nikki's just written moist six times. <laughs> um. <laughs> moist baby.